As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Pixels in the animation is wrapped on the Super Mario Bros. Super Show. Now, TFG and Mike and TV's Mr. Neil head to Hyrule. That's right, listeners, from episode 16 through episode 20 of PETA, Pain in the Ass. We will be covering all 26 episodes of the Legend of Zelda cartoon. Excuse us, podcasters. You can catch Pixels in the animation every Wednesday on iTunes and www.geekcastradio.com. Excuse me, princess. so glad i recorded all of this <laughs> you did yes, yes. this I'm, is gonna be I'm better than the really Wild happy Wild that i'm feeling queasy right now <laughs> totally totally helped hey don't Good. watch don't watch the toxic scene from robocop <laughs> <laughs> holy Best crap scene of the movie wait have, what do you say holy crap what did you do just see it for the first time no 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 i've seen it before uh the problem is i've never seen it in hd <laughs> and i was eating lunch when that scene showed up, yeah, I don't even remember that scene. I was pretty much done eating lunch. Oh man, when he he shoots the thing and the guy drives him to the vat, or like that is like outside driving away in the van, and he drives into he drives into a toxic it's like uh, some kind of barrel. storage tank. Yeah, and it like it's been soap and all over thing. So long since I've seen Robocop, like I don't even remember most of it. I grabbed the Amazon, put the um the four K. The yeah, the remastered from 4K up for like 8.99, 7.99. Yeah, <laughs> so I just I grabbed that because I, well, I wanted to see it and I don't own it, so I was like, oh, I'll take that. I think Wizard of Oz is also mastered from 4K. Mm. So, I already have the big box set Blu-ray of that. I'm not. Yeah, that's that's what I, that's what I. Well, I'm saying that one is. Oh, that one's mastered from 4K. Yeah. Sweet. So. 
Yeah, the it's it's weird. Like when you read that stuff, and it's like remastered for like four K remastered, remastered from four K or four like it's the movie won't play back in four K. The they it's have just a compatible. Well, no, they have a restored print. Okay, saved in four K. And they just they use that print to <coughs> condense it down to the 1080p instead of like uh, a instead of scanning the the film stock at 1080p they scanned it at 4k and then and then compress it. And I know this is totally not a you know <laughs> MWire, but I I was curious when I read the article about Paramount stopping film prints what you thought about that mike i haven't i mean i haven't seen a film an actual film print since 20 fall of 2011 when i left well i'm uh, just saying with the studio officially coming out and just you know officially saying we won't be distributing any more film prints it'll all be digital distributed now i think that's a bigger issue what would concern me more is if they said we won't shoot on film anymore. Okay. I think that would be a bigger. But I don't think Paramount could. They can't do that because you can't control the medium that your filmmakers are. Well, they could. Well, I guess if they're. I don't know. As a studio, they could definitely. They could As a studio, do that. anything that they physically have their hands on. It's not, the only thing they want to have it on is stuff that they actually, you know, purchase to distribute. Right. But, Exactly. But if it's like the next Mission Impossible, yeah, they could say this needs to be shot, you know, on red 4K cameras yeah. instead of film. That that to me would would surprise me. Although to be fair, I the only movie that I've seen digitally that looked like film was um the uh, Crystal Skulls. Um, they okay. left for some reason. They left the film motion in there. Okay. And it drove me nuts the entire movie. That was the only thing that drove you nuts. Well, about I, visually, I mean, yeah, there were there's tons of other things. But I'm just saying, like, if you're gonna if it's gonna be a digital release, make it look like a digital release. Don't make it look like film yeah. on a digital release. And that's the only movie that I've seen that's done that, and it looked. Now, is that right. you picking on it because of your projectionist, or was this a thing a lot of people picked up on? That was I never noticed it. I, okay. I, I noticed it, and uh, Jason noticed it because I, I forced him to notice it. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to show you something you won't be able to unsee. I'm going to point it out. Look, see, there it is. You've ruined this movie. I hate, yeah, I do that sometimes. I'm like, I, I can't tell anybody something because then, you'll, then you won't be able to unsee it. It's okay. I'm upset about that uh, one Big Bang Theory episode because that completely ruined Raiders for me. Now I haven't. I don't watch Big Bang, and I don't have a thing for Indiana Jones. So, oh, it, they uh, Amy uh makes a comment about Indiana Jones that if you really think about the plot. Oh my God! Yes, I, yeah, I know what the, you're talking about. The Indiana Jones actually actually has zero. The Raiders, no, Raiders of the, her the point is Raiders entire, of the Lost Arts. Yeah. The entire movie would have happened exactly the same way if Indiana Jones was not in the movie. Yep. Oh, because they just would have opened up the ark. They would have went yeah. to the island without him stopping him. They just would have died sooner. Yep. And, and it was just it was like, and then it's just like, like, huh? Oh. Oh crap! Oh, like, wait! 
No, oh. he's the one who actually found the the you know the staff and everything or the uh, the jewel. They would have been aha. Well, actually, the Nazis was just killed killed that girl and got it from them at the beginning and would have had it from way before. So there. <laughs> it's like ah shit. All he all he did was prolong the suffering. Yep. Now I'm not sure if I'm going to use this conversation. In, in, in the episode or not, but I just want to make it clear, it, just in case I do, I just want to make it clear, I don't hate Indiana Jones. I just don't have <laughs> a love for it because I, I think we've talked about this before, maybe at some point, where growing up, for, for me anyways, growing up, there was there was Star Wars and Indiana Jones. And like, you know, some parents showed their kids Star Wars and some parents showed their kids Indiana Jones. Very few kids got both of them. I My parents showed me Star Wars. Um, so that's I like, get, I have, I have more of a love for star Wars than I do for Indiana Jones, but it's like, I don't, I don't, I've seen all the Indiana Jones movies. They just don't have, I don't have a special, I don't have that childhood love in my heart for it. My parents showed me star Wars and they showed me Indiana Jones. You were one of those have, kids. I don't have a profound love for either of them. I have a profound love for the other series of movies they showed me, which is James Bond. I have well, a profound love for those movies because I grew I grew up and was more attached to that than I was to <coughs> Star Wars or to Indiana Jones. I love I love me some James Bond. I like Daniel Craig too, so yeah, doesn't hurt. Well, he is pretty dreamy. He is. But I yeah I was gonna say that Star I remember liking Star Wars, but I've never been like. I've never been like a huge like I'll defend it to, you know, the like death. shepherd. Yeah. I mean, and I will always say that, you know, I had a profound a pretty decent appreciation and love for Star Wars until episode 1 happened. <laughs> yeah, I think well, every everyone did. And then until that happened. Yeah, and then I don't know. I'm also one of the few people that I the only movie that I actually enjoyed out of the new trilogy was 2. I like Most the, people don't seem to like two. I like the end of two and the first half of three. Um, I like two because you see the birth of the stormtroopers, and you get to see those at the very end, at least the uh, like the big kind of them all attacking, and which I thought was really if, cool. If I had to pick one, I would say I like two because it it um it gave us the Clone Wars series on Cartoon Network. Yeah. And the Clone Wars series is awesome. I've only really seen the Samurai Jack. Oh, oh, Samurai Jack is good. Yeah, well, he well, he the, mean the, the Jenny Tarkovsky that, one. Yeah, the the Tarkovsky. Yes. Yeah, that one's good. the The Clone Wars kind of picks up off of that. Yeah, I am. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. I saw the movie. Don't judge it off the movie. Really, no, I, I didn't mind the movie. I'm just saying. I, the I movie's not... not- not as good as the, the series. series. I want to go through and just watch them all. I've like, seen like bits and pieces, like episodes of the series, and for me, I I do want to sit down and watch the series just because I really liked, I liked General Grievous a lot, and I just felt that he was so hyped up for the third movie, and then completely just punked. You too. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the reasons I. If that if that's that's one of the faults I have with the third one is that Jendi Tarkovsky made him out to be a badass, and then and he gets shot with a fucking pistol, and then Lucas just shits all over it. So Jedi Master shoots him with a pistol. Anyways, Sorry, laser gun. So oh, dumb. funny funny story before we actually get started talking about video games, like talking about Star Wars. Growing up. My dad was the one that was like, you got to watch Star Wars. You got to watch Star Wars. And so we'd always watch it. And I don't know why, but around Christmas time, they would. I'm pretty sure it was because of the Christmas special. But a lot of the stations around us would play like the three movies. Yeah. And he's like, you got to watch them. You got to watch them. So, you know, like, you know, trying to be the good son, I would actually watch them. And I had all the toys and everything. Well, in 97, when they were doing, you know, the the remastered theatrical releases, I was like, I, you know what? I'll take my dad to go see these because you know he always told me about what it was like to see them in the movie theater. Yeah. So I took him to see the first one. Ruined it for him? No, 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 no. I took him <laughs> to see the first one and, and, and he really liked it. But not, then I found out when I took him to see the second one that he had never seen the second or third one. What? Yeah, like he he had only ever seen the first one. Yet he wanted me to watch like all three of them. What? Yeah. It was weird. weird. It is. Yeah, I got some, like, when I was younger, I've never owned one of the original trilogy, ever, right? I would, when I first saw them, we always, we borrowed them from a family friend, and their VHS copy of Empire Strikes Back didn't work at the time, so I saw that one last. <laughs> I saw them out of order. That must so have been confusing. Like, well, no, I just, I kind of, like, I was young, so I just kind of took them as, these movies are cool, and I didn't really, you know, put them together at all. And it's kind of like the third, like, for the third, I'm kind of like, well, this one's okay. And, the th- and then, so I saw Empire last. I'm like, this is awesome! <laughs> Easily. <laughs> like, it was it was really weird, because the first time I was like, yeah, these are good movies, and then it was when I finally, like, I think I saw the third one, like, three or four years after I saw the first two. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was a long time. Well, I lived in bumfuck New York. Yeah, where it was. I mean, and you know, the car rental place was also the dairy, <laughs> the dairy farm. Um, I keep forgetting there's other places in New York besides New York City. Everyone says that, and it's so goddamn irritating. Let me tell you, it's like, like just to give you, if I had graduated where I grew up, my graduating class, my high You'd school graduating one. class, no, would have been thirty three kids. Oh my god, you had a. That would have potentially been a smaller graduating class than me. I never thought that was possible. Oh, it was a t- it's tiny little, tiny little town. That explains a lot about you. Fuck off. All right, but as I think we've said before, this is not M Wire. This is off the cuff episode four D three. Got it. Four D three. Four D. Four D three. And that's how I'm going to put it up. 
is four D three. We're coming at you in four dimensions. Oh, Get out your vision. Get out your smell vision cards. Um, as you've heard, uh, we've got Art Danner here. Hi. We've got Shanzi Brown. Woo. <laughs> and if we can avoid it, we will not be talking back. anymore. But what? Call, Call back. back. Oh, wonderful. <coughs> if we can avoid it, we will not be talking about movies anymore for the rest of the show. We'll be talking about what we're supposed to talk about, which is not movies. Oh. <laughs> um. Actually, interesting enough, this the conversation we were having about like the about the first time we or how old we were, kind of like you know how we were introduced to certain things and stuff like that. It kind of plays into. Um, a conversation that was happening on the forums. I don't know if either of you saw this, but um, the whole thing kind of started off with King of Kongs. He brought up, he said, uh, this may sound dumb, but when I was a kid, Mario Bros. turned me off so much. I was slow to get slow to get on the Super Mario bandwagon. Obviously that changed, but it took some time. I honestly don't remember why I didn't like Super Mario Bros. games at this point. Because of the movie. I, it's fine. I understand. Well, my my the question that i asked um because epicurious followed up with him too and he said i i never i never even heard of the original mario game until the early 2000s um it was never on my radar and i asked them both i, I asked them you know if they minded minded me asking how old they are um and neither one of them answered me <laughs> uh, damn. um I mean, King of Kong's got back because I, I said, I said, that's interesting. So if you don't mind, if you didn't play Mario growing up, what did you play? Where does your game language start from? And King of Kong said, uh, I did play it eventually. Just took me a year or two. I think it was Mario 2 that got me first, actually. I played a lot of Contra, Bad Dudes, RBI Baseball, Tecmo Bowl, Metroid, Metal Gear, Jackal, and a lot of war-based action or sports games, which is strange because I don't play those now much. Um, well, and I think we've talked about that before, how our gaming habits have kind of evolved and a lot of the stuff that, like I made the comment before, a lot of the stuff I played when I was younger, like RPGs, just don't have time for those and those don't fit into the gaming I do today. I game on stuff that I can, you know, consume in small chunks like action-adventure games and FPSs and stuff that's, you know, a little easier to taken bite-sized portions than an rpg is all right but it sounds to me like epic like kim kong's actually had an nes judging by the games he said he was he grew up playing yeah um but unfortunately epicurious didn't get back with me about what he played or you know how old he is they just His first it, game was halo <laughs> <laughs> that was probably a lot of people's first games um which would explain a lot of the population on, on xbox got on his third birthday Oh my god, it depresses me to know that that came out my first year of college was Halo. <sighs> but I I just kind of, I don't know why, I just assume that most of the people that listen to us were around our age. Um, and I sometimes I forget that Shanzi's not our age. Um, like, what what game did you, what was the first video game you ever actually, like, played, Shanzi? Like, it wasn't, like, Halo, was it? No, god, no. The first game... I mean, that you I actually, had... like, really remember playing. Okay, I, like, that I remember Because was... I was going to say, when I was a kid, I had an Atari something or other. I don't know. So I def I've i played Pong <laughs> before. I don't know if that was my first thing. But the game, most game I the game I can remember playing the most and the most frequently sticks in my mind is the, uh, what, Super, what was it? Super Mario Brothers and... 
Duck Hunt? Or was yeah. It, yep. Yeah. The, that double that double thing. That was the first game okay, so your that stuff, I remember owning. Okay, so your stuff comes from... Nintendo generation, pretty right, much. Yeah, so your language is basically the same as ours. I, yeah. It's just interesting because I, I often think about... I, I kind of wish Joe was here for this because I, I wasn't planning to have this conversation. I just was trying to think of something to talk about, and this is what we're gonna, probably going to end up talking about. But we've talked before about you know giving someone a game now and just letting them go to see if they could actually figure it out. And we talked about... like the language of gaming and I don't think the, I don't think the dialect for gaming gets much simpler than Mario, um, which is basically, you know, moving left and right across the screen and jumping off of platforms and jumping off of guys with, you know, two buttons. And then every game is kind of a, you know, like, like language it's built off of that. Um, so it's, it's interesting to me when there are people that they didn't start there uh, to, to actually know where they started from because I remember when I was uh, in 2004 when I was babysitting this eight-year-old kid who didn't have video games in the house I actually brought video games over and I may have told the story before but we had rented uh, I brought my GameCube over one day thinking it's the GameCube everyone can play this and I rented Double Dash to play and that didn't happen <laughs> because one I didn't have the patience to try and figure out the game mechanics because it wasn't just it wasn't just Mario Kart anymore. Um, there was all this, you know, switching the driver around, and you got you had a teammate on the on the cart with you, and it was just, I, I didn't I didn't really care for it, but I was just I'm, it's it's inter- it's interesting because that that language has kind of informed stuff, and it it's it came back up when we were playing. Um, I mean, I had the experience, and I'm pretty sure Danner did when we were playing Dust and Elysian Tale. Yeah, and it just that game relies so heavily on what you know about platforming and platforming. Like, yeah and metroidvania games um, <laughs> to, I, I Dan right heard that <laughs> to uh to get you through it so i was just but it's 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 interesting to know that there are people that were that they didn't start there so i was just if it was ever i mean i i know nintendo has launched almost every as humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Every system with a Mario game to kind of teach you the buttons in the, in the systems. Like, you know, Super NES had Super Mario World and to teach you all, like, the buttons on that controller. And 
the N64 had Mario 64 to actually teach you how to navigate in 3D space, which I don't really think there's a game that has quite done the 3D space navigation quite as well as Mario. I think everything is just kind of spun off of that. Yeah. Um, but that won't that won't to me, in my opinion, that one was just right. Whether you like the game or not, I I feel like they got the the navigation of the environment down and they made it intuitive. Um, could I play it now? I don't know. Probably because I couldn't stand to look at it on my TV. Could you play it on an old TV though? Probably. I could. I've often toyed with. That's the my idea problem of, with ga- with older games. Like if I ever got a hold of them, and I know I could get stuck to plug it into my TV, but I would have to get. TV, which nowadays is getting harder and harder to do. Find a functional tube TV. I have one in my basement. Just I, for don't, that I don't know. As soon as I got a, a you know a flat an LCD TV, I tossed the one that I had that was like held together with duct tape. Got tossed. I got a Sony Trinitron sitting in the basement. Just Me too. I have my the first TV I ever bought for myself was a 32 inch Trinitron, and that's that's at my parents' house. I got a I think it's a 27 inch Trinitron. I just can't. I those games need those scan lines, yeah. Otherwise, they just look like garbage. Which is inter- which really bums me out because you'd think that they could add those, like, like I've heard I've heard people often criticize the Wii Virtual Console for not having some kind of mode where the scan lines can actually be put back into the game. Um, as the signal gets passed to the TV which I think would be interesting. Or if TV manufacturers actually put like a standard definition mode in the TV. Yeah, but I mean, that's like if you, like you went, like car companies should put the ability to have a hand crank on the front, you know, just for old time's sake. I think at, that, at some point they have, to, no, I think, I don't think at it's some th- point they have to stop thinking about those. Those games were great and stuff, but if I went back and played all the games that I played as a children, even if I played them old, old TVs, would be like, "What a pile of shit this is!" It would tarnish my view of them. I think I that happens with TVs as they are right now, because they don't have those. They don't have the those TVs were those games were designed with scan lines in place. Like the art forum was was designed when you know when they could hide stuff in the scan lines and. These new TVs, they show you everything. Um, I, don't know, I remember because Super Mario RPG looks amazing on a tube TV, and it looks like ass on a high definition television because it has those um, what is that that pre rendered graphics? Yeah, that just they do not scale at all. They need the scan lines. So, but uh, what was the first game you ever remember owning, Danner? Mario. Nope. Uh, Centipede and Cubert, I want to say, were the ones that I remember. Nice. I never owned Cubert. I only played, played those in, like, arcade cabinets. Pitfall no, and Missile I, Command. Yeah. No, we had a... My dad brought home an Atari. And we played a... I played a lot of Centipede, but I remember... I have a lot of fun memories of uh, Cubert. I remember owning an Atari, and I remember it was one where you it was dual cartridge, and there was like a slider you could switch between one game and the other. I cannot remember what which one it was, and I cannot remember the games I played on it. I remember playing with Joe that here, slider. Would know. Joe has one that works, and he plugs in and plays every night. Yeah. And he fondles himself and goes to sleep. Um, I'm a little disappointed that Danner isn't uh, live tweeting the um the episode. 
I know. Well, hey, it's because I haven't said anything stupid yet. Give it time. Oh man, I don't. I would love to try this. I'm sorry. This just showed up in the in, in my Twitter feed while I was looking to see if Danner was live tweeting the entire thing. <laughs> um, they are working on uh, the Fulbright company is working on putting Gone Home into the Oculus Rift. Ooh. I don't know if I could actually play that. Ooh. I mean, I probably could now, knowing what I know. Oh man, that would be creepy. Anyways, <laughs> um, so if you guys, I, I, probably people saw this on Twitter if they follow me at all, uh, I haven't actually played a game in over two weeks. Really? Like anything? I played a little bit of, um, I, I, when I say played a game, I, I usually think of like, you know, two, three, four hour spurts of like marathon gaming. I I played about an hour of Don't Starve on the PS4. Um it's interesting looking. It's kind of like a everything kind of looks like a shadow box, like it's 2D art in a 3D plane kind of. Your guy looks like a paper cutout sort of. Um the best way that I can describe the game is it's a it's Harvest Moon as a roguelike um and yet they drop you into a, a randomly generated level and you have to forage for food and um shelter and safety and good um, job dinner <laughs> nice uh, but yeah, so basically, and you have one life, as soon as you die, you lose all your stuff, but you can like, you loot, you go around like chopping down trees and breaking up boulders and those allow you to craft like tools. And so you can make like torches for walking around at night or to build campfires and you have to like keep your health up or you have to keep yourself. It's, it's weird. You have three gauges. You have your health gauge and then you have your, um, hunger gauge and then you have the, your like a like a psychological gauge that tells you like how like I'm usually I just die I've never starved so I'm, I'm imagining that once you are once your entire uh, your hunger gauge runs out then maybe your health starts depleting faster um or you might go insane faster which then um causes your health to deplete faster but basically you spend your entire time trying to keep yourself alive and you're supposed to it's supposed to be like consecutive days. It's about how long can, how many days can you keep your guy alive? Um, and there are enemies in the world that you can, that try to kill you and you have just, it's just, it's weird, but it just reminds me a lot of like harvest moon because you're running around chopping down trees and rocks and trying to, um, make all this new stuff. You gather grass together and then eventually you can make some rope and then you can make traps, trap animals in, and then you can like cook them and eat them or turn them into something else. It's, it's pretty bizarre, but I only played that for about an hour. Um, so I don't really count that as actually playing anything. I was gonna say I think I only played it for twenty minutes before I died, and I was like, "Um, there's other stuff." It takes it. I I died once in like twenty minutes. And I was like, I don't really understand what's going on because there's no tutorial. Yeah, I think it's a game that'll be really fun if you stick with it and like play it for like two or three hours and get the gist of what's going on together. I've, I've seen uh, Twitch streams where the guys have been alive for like hundred and fifty days. Wow. Like that's, but you can save the game and leave. It's not, yeah. It, you, it's not, um, like even if you leave, it doesn't the just start. The moment you over. the lights went out, I died. 
because I ran out of stuff to make fires with. Oh, were you attacked by something? Yep. Oh, I didn't oh what know. is it like if you don't have fire and the and it goes out, you're you're attacked instantly. Yeah, because well, eventually the screen will go entirely dark, um, like black. Like you won't be able to see anything unless you've started a campfire. Um, and then you have to keep that fire fed throughout the night because it, and it, it's a, it's not like it's a real time or anything like that. It's like a I don't know how the the night cycle works, but there's like day and then there's dusk, and then there's like night. And if you don't start, if you don't have a fire going, then you can't see anything. And obviously the light only shines like in a circle around the campfire. Um, and it will slowly like dwindle down and things, you can see things like their eyes, like lurking outside in the shadows. Um, but as soon as you like throw like more wood on the fire and the circle like exp expands and it gets brighter, then they go away. Um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting. Like I said, I haven't played it. I haven't even played that in over a week. Um, I just can't really, and, and this happened, sitting down to like do this episode was actually really hard. It's like, what are we going to talk about? Is, is it just me or is like, this like the worst, like December slash January and well, a few years. I know the new systems just came out, so there's yeah, not the a new whole lot out there. Yeah, the new, yeah, the, I think that's what it is actually. All the games that could have came out now, they're either being pushed back to give them a little more polish, give the install base for the new consoles time to gestate, you know? I almost wish we would have. <coughs> I have a feeling that Thief is going to sell really fucking well because so, of the fact that there is nothing out. So do I. Nothing. I, I just, I wish that, I mean, and that, on that note, I mean, I like, am really excited. I wanna, because of the, and I'm sorry to interrupt. You're because fine. Steamrolling in here. Um, I'm excited just in the fact that the pre-order came up for Second Son, which I'm considering just buying it through PSN just so I know that I have a game that's coming. <laughs> I'm like, I have it pre-ordered on Amazon, but I'm tempted just to take the money and spend it right now. Just <coughs> you too. Well, yeah, because I and plus uh, having all these physical copies of games right now is kind of bullshit, and I <laughs> I just want a digitally downloaded full game. Well, see, like I'm, I'm torn because I'm, I agree with you. I looked at the infamous pre-order and it's, it's the same as the Amazon pre-order, which is fine. Yeah. I, I was just, I'm kind of on the fence about it though, because I, you know, I can't share it with Allie if she wants to play it. Yeah. Um, like the only, I think my digital games are going to be the multiplayer games where that way, if I'm playing a single player <laughs> game and you jump on and want to do something, I don't have to get up and swap discs. Yeah. I can just leave and like load up the division or something like that and we can go shoot stuff together. But like and I and I really want to do Infamous Second Son because I just want to see what the experience is like, you know, like being able to play it before it's done downloading and yeah. but I don't know if I really want to do that with Second Son because there's no at least as far as I know, there's no compelling online component to it. And but going back to like you know being early this year, I was kind of hoping we might get some more. There would have been some more port announcements like Tomb Raider. Uh, the only uh, man, I got really nervous about the uh, port announcement I saw yesterday, though. What's that? It sounds like uh, Grand Theft Auto Five is coming to PC. Oh yeah, <laughs> which which means it's closer to it possibly getting released on the. Uh, PS4. I'm gonna have to go look. I didn't see that. 
Yeah, there was a there was an article that came out. Maybe it was today. I don't know. All the days run together. But I saw an article about that it's getting close. I I mean that I by, don't know. By the end of twenty fourteen, we could possibly see a PC release. I I would like to see what that game looks like on a on PC slash next gen console, but I don't know if I'm willing to like buy it again. I'd buy it. Are you yawning, old man? He's, yeah, he's yawning. He's old. Oh, now I'm gonna yawn, you ma. Guys, come on. Really? I only yawn because that old asshole yawned. I didn't. I didn't even do anything. I didn't even respond. I just let it go. So, speaking of games to play, are you gonna play? Are you gonna play Two Brothers before we do our game of the year? Uh, I'm gonna. If I'm gonna play it, I gotta play it before Monday. It's free on PlayStation Plus and only takes like three hours. I know. It's if uh, yeah. my time is limited because if I don't do it before Monday, it's going to be six to eight weeks before I can play a game again. Sure, and especially that game. That game will mess up your hands. Yes. <laughs> Earth Defense Force 2025. Yes, please. So just so everybody kind of knows what we're talking about, I'll pop the disclosure. I didn't know if we, I didn't know if we should share your... I don't care. Um, I'm having carpal tunnel surgery on... Uh, on Monday. So he touches they, himself too much. Yeah. Actually, uh, they asked me like 12 times. So you get, you type a lot. It's like, no, I didn't want to go. I play a shitload of video games. So I probably have carpal tunnel because of all the video game playing I do, which is a, something I really wanted to tell my doctor. Um, so yeah, on Monday I'm they're slicing open, you know, my wrist on my left hand and then opening up my, my, carpal tunnel bones and yeah like serrating the tendon whatever but it's going to be eight weeks what's the we've recovered eight weeks it's well and they want to do my right hand two weeks later tanner's love life is about to take a huge hit (laughs) no kidding um so then probably two weeks before i get the stitches and the wrist splints off well i don't know about the wrist splint Two weeks before I get the 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 stitches, the wrap, and the splint off, and I think they put the a protective splint back on for like another two to four weeks. But supposedly I won't have full use of my hands for eight weeks. Um, but I they should be decent after four, so I should probably be able to start playing again after four to six weeks. But God knows I'll probably push it and try to the moment. I'm feeling slightly comfortable. I'll probably try to push it, but undo all the hard work the surgeons did. I'll just do what other people did and just, you know, I'll just jump on YouTube and watch people play video games. See, carpal tunnel is a weird thing. For, I don't, I don't, I don't understand what it is. You understand what carpal tunnel repetitive stress injury. I don't. Okay. Okay, um, I guess, have you okay, ever heard here's of tennis elbow. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've heard of all this stuff. Tennis I'm just, elbow is, you know, is almost like carpal tunnel, but in your in your elbows. I guess I'm just wondering because I don't know that. I mean, I spend a lot of time on a computer, and Danner, Danner, I think we play the same. I know Danner's been playing way more games than I have lately, but yeah, I feel like some we people play the are more susceptible. That's what I'm well, just wondering. I just don't well, know what it, what it is. The carpal tunnel. The carpal tunnel literally refers to your wrist. Essentially, yeah. that that bone is le- legitimately a giant tunnel. 
in that tunnel is all of your tendons for your fingers um and your nerve all your nerve clusters and everything run through that tunnel well what's happening is is everything's getting strained and swelling and there's a lot of pressure in there which is essentially um straining all of my tendons and straining my nervous system which as of three weeks ago i you know woke up i couldn't feel my arms um until three weeks ago dander didn't know he had a nervous system yeah three weeks ago i didn't even know i had the ability to feel like a real boy (laughs) now Um, you still you still don't have a heart uh, your nervous that, system is separate. That's connected to your brain, not your cardiovascular. No, no circulatory system. Just yeah, a nervous system. just a nervous system. Um, Fucking so, skin job. Uh, they didn't. They left out all the parts that you know would make me an actual human being. Um, so it's so essentially what what's happening is my my uh, wrist, the carpal tunnel, if you will. Um, the tendons and everything in there are swelling up, which is causing stress on everything, nervous so, system and, and everything else. And it's basically causing my arms, shoulders, neck, everything to to be strained and and cause pain. And my hands okay. are swelling. My elbows are swelling. I'm sure everyone really wants to hear about your old man. Problems. Super uncomfortable. So Super uncomfortable. Basically. basically what it comes down to, what it probably is, is the, how you may type or hold a controller versus the way that I type or hold a controller. Correct. Okay. And genetics. Okay. Yeah. Because, so, I, I mean, I've heard like a lot, lot, you know, there are a lot of my friends. I mean, they use, I mean, they, I, I've got friends that have had carpal tunnel and stuff like that. And obviously... Um, on Geekcast Radio, we've had uh, Movie Revolt and uh, Steve uh, recently um, went down with it as well. I'm just, and I, I'm just kind of I was like I don't understand I don't get it. I mean I'm not trying to like play down the no, it's fine. play down. I, I'm just I I just I'm just interested because I feel like we're in the same boat and I'm just not I it's I'm like am I is this gonna happen to me? I'm just kind of you know I don't know. So I, I was I've just been kind of curious about the whole thing and since I actually you know we're really good friends i thought i would ask you and and you like the fact that we should be able to start talking about more important things yeah <laughs> that's yeah. so um so i just you know want people to know why over the next you know like six to eight weeks why i'm only going to be making fun of sean all the time because i don't have anything to contribute you can come on and talk about justified yep Yes, for the next few weeks, this is going to be a gaming slash general entertainment show. There you go. <laughs> it's going to be like Alter Geek and Talking in Circles. Yes. Oh, yeah. We'll have another variety show. All right. Um, let's see. The question. Variety. Okay. Have you guys been playing anything besides Assassin's Creed? Uh, no, I've been playing a little Assassin's. I've, I've been playing a lot of the new user-generated stuff on GTA Online, which is... Oh, yeah, that game exists. Which is, I mean, because anyone who just pay attention to it, um, they released uh, like a creator tool for people so you can make your own like death matches and races and stuff like that. And then Rockstar went in and picked a bunch of them that they thought that were best. And when you're searching through stuff, they come up as, you know, instead of Rockstar, it says Rockstar Verified, which means it was made by someone else. Rockstar said it was good enough and put it into the general, you know, rotations. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The coolest one so far that I've found, it's called Prison Riot. It's a death match. It can be either team death match or regular death match in the prison yard, and there's no guns. It's only melee weapons. Hmm. And it can be, and it holds up to 16 players. Okay. So if it's, if everyone's one on one, it's 16 players all trying to beat each other up with baseball bats and knives and so nightsticks. It's like the Hunger Games. Kinda. But the problem is, like, say you see a guy, you run at him. The problem is, is if you and him get in a fight, you may hit get hit him once, him hit you once, another guy come over, dome both of you, he gets a double kill. It's like this constant, do I run in now? When do I run in? Or you have two teams of eight and everybody's just a melee. But uh, whoever designed it was nice enough to leave a prison bus inside that you can get in and draw, drive around trying to run people over with. You're slow. You can't really turn too fast or anything, but you're almost you're pretty much immune to getting hit. But it's hard for you to get kills. It's it's crazy. I just I, I want I want to I really wanted to like GTA five. Like, and I started getting a little bit into the story when I was, like, live streaming it, although I haven't gone back to doing that for probably because I really wasn't as into it as I thought I was. Um, I'd be intrigued to pick it up again on the next-gen stuff for the multiplayer, like, to be able to play with Danner, but I, I can't, I don't, I can't imagine it being much more fun. The more friends you have on it, the, you find, you quickly learn that playing doing the missions is fun and it's good to level up and stuff like I just got to level 60 which means I have a grenade launcher now he <laughs> um but I've had way more fun finding random stuff to do in the environment hasn't no no benefit really of doing it it just turns out to be great fun well that no no and Joe and I have fun like that all the time the problem is I I don't know like roaming around with just two people is yeah the more people are better. um now now you know if you add a PS4 and GTA and you got an extra 500 bucks on you. If I did, I wouldn't give it to you. <laughs> well then quit your bitching. Okay. <laughs> or, you know, Joe, you know, same, same thing Joe's there. Like first, we could actually man. get, uh, uh, no, my TV comes first. That's what, that's what's coming first. <laughs> your, your TV that you're going to have no media to stream, no applicable media to put on it. Mm, Netflix. 
anyways how how many 4k netflix shows are there house of cards and that's really all that matters actually <laughs> actually all of netflix's original content will be available in 4k and they're putting and they're getting um breaking bad from sony in 4k as well oh no so you get to rewatch. have you ever seen breaking bad i have okay so you're rewatching something you've already seen wow that's uh yeah, yeah so I, I'm rewatching Justified for like the fourth time. I'm so far behind in that it's it's upsetting. But I I'm just I I know I'm I'm excited for the TV for other reasons than 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 just that. So for, did you see that the uh, oh well, who were they Naughty America? They're like a porn place apparently. Yeah. they're gonna start shooting in 4K. Oh, well, that's porn <laughs> for you. They're they're, they're gonna be first to anything. Cutting, they're on the cusp. They're using um there there are porn studios that are using Google glasses. I'm sure they are. They should. <laughs> they should put some kind of protective eyewear. Shit. <laughs> like, oh, oh, oh. Zing. Zing. Although I will say this. Um, one of the things in doing my research for the new TV and trying to understand some of the new standards, I learned more about H.265, um, which is the successor to the compression codec H.264. Um, Shockingly, eight two six five comes over eight two six four, or it's called Yoda, or it's called the HEVC codec. I like, I think H two six five sounds cooler. Anyways, what it essentially is, and the reason it's supposed to be like a godsend is it can do, it can do four ten eighty p streams in, with in the same compression as H two six four can do one ten eighty p stream. Um, that is why it can deliver uh, 4K really well, and that is also why um, they're going to start using it. like once that once that codec becomes more widely used, you'll actually be able to see game video in the way that it's actually like you know uncompressed quote unquote uncompressed game video. Once they can use that H.265 because it can do a 1080p stream, which actually. I'm more interested in in it because I think that will have ramifications for broadcast television. Um, they use the H.264 codec right now to for TV for some stuff. The problem is TV can't even do 1080p. I think the highest the highest resolution broadcast you can get is 1080i, and only some channels use that. I know like sports channels like ABC, Fox, and ESPN they do 720. Um. So I'm wondering if, you know, broadcast television will finally catch up to, you know, where streaming media was like five years ago and uh, actually start producing 1080p content, which will make a lot of people happy. Anyways, sorry, I just I I've been reading about this stuff for like that's probably what I've been doing the last two weeks instead of playing games is just crawling forums, reading about all this new stuff that's coming. So it's just I know you don't care, but that's because you have kids. I do care. I just don't care for technical jargon. I just care about. Hey, look what it does! Big shiny. Anyway, the con. And anyways, the content will be there. Plus the, um, it's kind of like uh, as far as like watching 1080p content on there, it's supposed to make it look a little bit sharper because it can, it does what the Retina display does on the iPhones. Because that's it's essentially the same idea. They just quadrupled the pixel count, but they kept everything the same size. So that that should help out with some things. Anyways, um, 
on the last, we can kind of, we can do the last bit of feedback we have here and then maybe we can wrap this up. Um, on the last episode, we had the question, which was provided by Danner. Um, is there a game franchise that has completely turned you off to said franchise? Or like a game in a franchise that has turned you off? Yeah, for Mike, Halo. Um, yeah, it was Halo. Um, Epicurious uh, responded uh, with, uh, this isn't a franchise, uh, but World of Warcraft turned me off to all MMOs. Uh, I felt like I was joining a cult trying to play that game. Unless I sank endless hours into it, there was no point of playing. I get that's kind of the point, but I wish they had MMOs for people who have lives. Um, to to that point, I actually suggested Borderlands because that's about as close as you can get to MMO, but you don't have to sink, sink a lot of your time into it or your money. Um, let's see. Uh... Freddy Savage, um, actually this kind of had wider ramifications, I guess, for him. He said, Superman 64 was so bad, <laughs> I swore off most superhero games for quite a while. Not until X-Men Legends did I trust them again. Oh, I was going to say a lot of... A lot of... Oh, Superman 64 so bad. If you like the X-Men uh-huh. Legend games, you should try all the games Legend, in that series. Legends is great. Legends is great. Ultimate Alliance is great. There was another one, wasn't there? Like on the PS2 that wasn't, le- or was it just Legends and Legends 2? It was Legends, Legends? and Legends 2 okay. Rise of Apocalypse. Okay. Yeah. All right. And then Ultimate Alliance, and then Ultimate Alliance 2, which is a bitch to even find copies of. And if you do find them, they're expensive. We need to find, they need to make those games again. Um. Well, I was going to say, if you like those games, um, also, another game series on PS2 and Xbox was uh, Hunter the Reckoning. Um, I've heard this. I've, I have a friend that keeps is, trying me to pick up a copy just to play. Oh, God, those games were so good. And it was, they're much like X-Men Legends, except it's, um, you guys are, you're playing, you know, hunters against vampires and zombies. And, and it's more of a horror genre of it. But, God, those games are so much fun. Um ridiculous guns and swords and good times um i really i really like that good times all around. say i don't know it was exactly. one of those it's a good series that i would definitely like to see you know resurrected much like the ultimate alliance series i'd, I'd even go for another Baldur's gate oh uh, yeah i want that water man that water <laughs> i should find a copy of that game and then i'll come over and we can just drink and play that all night long yeah, i'm fine with that um, I was gonna say, um, probably the game that turned me out to us is the series is whatever the second Pokemon game I ever played was. Sure, the first one loved it, and then I played the second one, like it's the same game, only slightly different, like it's not changed enough. And I was kind of like, I was like, what's the point of me ever playing another one? Well, I, I know exactly how- on this podcast. No, I, I, lo- you know, I thought I the first time I ever played Pokemon, I found it crazily addictive. I'm almost tempted to find a way to play x or y ellie actually just um she has x and she's played it and she's beat it and she's got her little pokemon checklist and i bought her she was talking about starting it over again um from the beginning and playing it again i said why don't i just go buy you y 
because obviously both games have slightly different Pokemon in them, and she wants to be able to get them all. That's the only difference between when they come out with multiple versions, right? Yes, they. That always like seems a, like a big. That just seems like a oh, kick in the nuts to me. Well, what it is, I, I guess, yes, if you're playing by yourself. But the idea behind it is, is that you get one copy and your friend gets the other, and then you and trade Pokemon. Yeah, it's the I it's, get that. it's the digital. It's basically it's just digital baseball cards, and that's fine. But when you're when you are playing by yourself and you're antisocial, like that, you can't do that. So yeah, look, it it defeats the purpose. However, I I just bought her Y so she can start that over again, and um, she's actually this is kind of sad. I told her I said I said just wait until like we go out to Grand Rapids for something, and then you can borrow Joe's 3ds and you can swap Pokemon between your games. Um, she and today she was actually thinking about buying a 3ds just so she could do that, like swap them herself. Uh, I've I've morphed her. I've I've broken her. Um, however, I told her to wait because it looks like Nintendo announced something that a lot like a service that will allow you to like store your Pokemon and pull them out of the cloud. So I'm gonna look into that for her before I let her buy a 3ds. Because I don't even play mine, really. I just buy games. It's like the Vita. I just buy games for it and leave them sitting on it. Again, this is his way to get around. Yeah, that's what it is. <clears throat> to get around not opening packages. Oh, um, see, it's digital. It's already opened. Um, the last the last comment we have uh, regarding the franchises before we dive into them ourselves is um, from Brian Jackson. He says, I honestly forget which Call of Duty it was. One of the Modern Warfares, but it just got to so batshit crazy, I lost interest. Once, was- Once Washington, D.C. was destroyed with little to no repercussions, I and simply for effect, I realized I was just playing a Michael Bay movie. I, I thought that's what all modern, of the Call of Duties were. Is that Modern Warfare 2 or 3? I have no idea. That's Where all D.C. Guys. gets destroyed? Two. Yeah. It's all you guys. I'm pretty sure it's two. I don't know. I enjoyed. I don't know. But aren't they all? I like don't. Michael I don't Bay-ish? tend to take any of the Call of Duty Kinda. games too seriously because they're all Michael Bay-ish type action games. So, so let's go around here, uh, Sean. I know you said Pokemon, so should we just ignore you? Yes. Okay. No, I mean there's there's definitely <sighs> others, but is there another legi- is there another legitimate game? Besides Pokemon? Yes. Yeah, real game. Um, To be honest, I mean, I tried maybe playing this out of order is what screwed for me. I tried playing Uncharted 2 with you guys. And for I don't know if it was just because jumping in the middle of that series or whatever it was. But I have I know they're great games. I've just never had the urge, even when I had my PS3, to ever play any of the others. That makes absolutely no sense at all. Yep, I agree. So wait, okay, you're saying Uncharted 2, which is arguably one of the best games on the PS3. Yeah. Ruined that entire franchise for you. I don't know why, but I've ever since playing, I played a little bit of online with you and I played a little bit of the story, couldn't get into it. I was like, it didn't ruin anything for me. It just, I had, I had it just, I lost interest in ever trying to play it. I think you're just is an it, Xbox whore. I'm not an Xbox whore. Yes. I was super crazy into uh, DC Universe Online. That was a PlayStation only. Well, on consoles anyways yeah exactly um blow both of you simultaneously because assassin like I mean, assassin. uncharted 2 is uh, excellent and maybe i don't know i 
I wouldn't have recommended playing that without playing the first one because then you can actually see how much work was actually done to the game. <laughs> Maybe that's one of the things that makes it so great is that you could, you're like, whoa, this has improved so much. Um, off of the game that came before it, that was kind of like, I don't know how it can get better than this, and then it does. Um, Danner, what's one of yours? Uh, you know, a real one. Final Fantasy Ten. Ten. Yeah. Stupid blitz ball. I don't. Uh, it's the one of the few Final Fantasies where I've literally gotten to the final boss fight opened up versus Sin, and I just go, "Oh my god, what's the point?" And I just started grinding to get my guys up so I could go do the final boss fight, and I just stopped. You Lost said grinding to get this. your guy up. <laughs> You're a piece of shit. Um, so it's I don't know for some reason that game just completely killed the Final Fantasy series for me. Just every every Final Fantasy release on the PS2 just completely killed it for me. Uh, Final Fantasy Barbie dress up. I mean x2 and i know this is probably going to chat the ass of a lot of people because of the fact that you know so somehow somehow final fantasy x and x2 are popular enough to get hd upgrade and re-release which i believe it released like what within the past couple weeks was oh. about to release i don't yeah know. i think it's coming soon the moment i heard like oh they're doing an hd upgrade and it'll be available on the ps3 and the vita and i was like out of all the Final Fantasy games, are you serious? Why not Final Fantasy Nine? Why not Seven, which people have been clamoring for for how long, and they just they're not going to do it, which is fine. It's fine because God knows I much rather have an HD upgrade of Final Fantasy Six, but whatever. Um, we've already seen instead, how that's going to look. Instead, we've seen Final Fantasy Six get released on the iOS, and it has a game-breaking glitch in it which makes it unbeatable, which is awesome. So go square. Uh, it's the mark of a great game right there. Yeah. Making a game completely unbeatable if you miss one tiny little part or one little and, glitch goes wrong. I want to say that Assassin's 3 was close, <clears throat> very, very close to getting me out of Assassin's. And I'm, I'm glad I went against my base instincts because I was totally going to not get Assassin's 4. How much of that, okay, how much of that was I need something to play on the PS4? I think a lot of it was I need something to play on the PS4. And I was like, uh, it looks interesting enough for me to play, but I still don't know about it because Assassin's 3 was such a cluster of a game. Um which the article that came out on Reddit about uh, Assassin's 3 and why it was a cluster made a lot of sense. So I'm glad I got some info on that. Which was, uh, like, streamline it. Streamlined? It turned out that Assassin's was one of the few games that was a... It was supposed to be a next-gen title? It was built on a brand new engine, which was a next gen engine. Yeah, I heard but the this issue too. was they had every single team that wasn't working on a game was working on Assassin's Three across the globe. So they had their main team that was working on the main storyline, but then they farmed out different pieces of the game to different people uh, and different teams around the world. And the only way they communicated was through emails. So so much was lost in that, and then there was the entire portions of the game that just got cut because of the length and 
that's why you get a lot of scenes where Connor's explaining things of what's happening when you were supposed to play all that stuff, but they cut it out because they put so much crap into the game. And I guess the homes, all the homestead stuff was literally stuff that was actually ideas that were come up with and actually implemented in the last two months of development. So they weren't even fully flushed out. And that's why it just seems so clunky. And it's why the game doesn't flow very well is because it was made by like 14 different teams. Well, that's, I mean, that's the way Ubisoft does a lot of stuff. But the, it's some stuff, but Assassin's 4 was being built by one team. Far Cry 3 was being built by one team. And there was another, there was another game also in there that there was three separate teams working on three separate games for Ubisoft and everybody else was working on Assassin's 3 at the time. And it just blows my mind that they and I even the guy the guy wouldn't admit who he was but he was a guy who worked on the game and the moment he even mentioned the fact that you know they at this point in time they decided to make assassins a yearly release he just groaned after that because I think developers dread the yearly release of a game of franchising a game out um I'm wondering I'm wondering because I, I heard the I heard most of what you've said before. I've I've heard it before. Um, yeah. I brought up in defense of AC3 because um, it was supposed to be. It was it, the the article that I had read was that it was Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chum. Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Supposed to be a next gen title and there wasn't a next gen console that year. Um, yeah, because everything was the engine that they built was specifically for next gen and it just Right. So I'm wondering, I'm wondering if it, if it ended up being kind of, um, we talked about this too in the past, which was secret of mana. Um, originally it was supposed to be on the, the, the disc drive add on for the super Nintendo. Yeah. Um, so it had all this lavish stuff in it. And when the disc drive stuff never came about, um, to get it to fit on a cartridge at a reasonable price, they had to cut half the game out. Well, I'm almost um, interested now. I'd be really intrigued to see a director's cut of AC3, I like, like a fully flush. Because I think that's to me is it felt very clunky. It didn't flow well. And I would work a lot of the stuff that they talked about, but you didn't actually play. It was like, man, it would have been kind of cool to see that. Well, and, I think I, I really my hat's off to the guy that came up with the hunting stuff. Yeah, the hunting stuff was cool because they <laughs> they kind of neutered that in in four. 
the hunting stuff wasn't really as it was there, but it, there wasn't as big of an emphasis on it as there was. was it, it seems like it might be. Uh, I know this is probably it's not exactly the same thing, but it's kind of like they that where the hunting was like the big thing for Assassin's Creed three and the sailing was not a thing. They kind of yeah. like flip. Obviously, they're total, two totally different mechanics, but they kind of flip flop them. They did. And I, I mean, I can't well, chase bunnies the around. One, the one thing that I noticed right away was the fact that I could go around shooting um, animals with guns in four and it doesn't ding me on the quality of the skinning. Which was something. Oh in yeah, three. yeah. Three. That's right. I forgot about that. Um, you had to shoot things. Well, yeah. no, you could. I know you like, could. Say something was I getting, just, say I there was could, a rare animal and you could, could shoot it. Three, but if you shot it, you <coughs> get a like diminished quality of. It would give pellet. you a yeah. ruined pellet. I, I knew that. I just, I, I'm just, I'm Where more saying four, I just never it, did that. You can shoot them. You can blow them out up. You can hit them with darts. You can whatever you want. Whatever the hell, you're still gonna get the same quality pellet. I would like to see, and it'll never happen. I mean, it actually, because it was so ill received, it would probably never happen. I would like, I, I as well would like to see a, a next gen, you know, the an AC three director's cut on like the PS four. Just, I, I just to see what it could do. Definitely be intrigued by that. Um, so. Just because, I mean, it. I mean, I had fun with it. it. Felt I liked, like the the base concept was there. It just. The substance wasn't right. I just, I liked, the one thing that I really liked about the game, and it kind of came out when I, you know, just kind of started making the game my own, was I just liked the brutality behind Connor. Um, He wasn't as finesse as, like, Ezio. He was more like, he was just more blunt. He was like a, he was more like a, a hammer than a scalpel. And he was, I don't know, I laughed my ass off in uh, Assassin's Creed 4 when you're in the, the real world and you're hacking computers. There's a file you get, and I got a file that is a study of Connor as a character for a game and how he is an unlikable protagonist, so we've decided to pass on this project, <laughs> which made me laugh my ass off. <laughs> when I was watching that video. Um, and then later you also find an Ezio video and why they, because, you know, in, in four, you're working for a game company and yeah. they're going through all the, the previous assassins that you've already played as in the other games and talking about why they haven't gone with them for the main protagonists in the games. And they're talking about how uh, Ezio doesn't... Um, he is too emotional and he, he has an inability to stick to the code that he set out to live in life. And they even mentioned, cause they even end up talking about the, uh, mentioning him in the old, the old man in the, the movie version of him. They show scenes of that when they're talking about him, uh, the fact that he even, you know, even as an old man, he's still trying to get in women's pants. And it was just, I don't yeah, know, that whole, the whole thing made me just giggle about why they weren't, wouldn't be good protagonists for their next game that they were producing. Plus, you know, pirates. Um, Everyone, I even <laughs> say at the beginning that everyone pirates, don't they? Yeah. Something like that. I, um, there are a couple of game franchises where there were, like, game ending, like, sequels or whatever. I... 
I think the I think the hot button one is um the Borderlands 2 DLC. I honestly I don't know if I'll be picking up Borderlands 3. Like I'm sure I'll be like talked into it or I'll break down and end up buying it anyways, think, but like at this no, at I this think time that depends more on Destiny than anything. Yeah, if we're but still like, playing Destiny at that point. But like we said, I mean, I think I don't think Destiny's gonna be anything like Borderlands. Obviously, I expect Destiny to be curated the way Borderlands Two was. Um, so I don't think it will annoy me as much when it is. But man, no, but I mean that will still our co-op shooter. Niche. Yeah, and and then and then there's gonna be Evolve and all those other and, games and that, Division and stuff like that. Yeah, but Border the Borderlands Two DLC has soured that franchise and. Going back to what we talked about before we started recording, or before we said that we were actually a gaming podcast and not a movie podcast, um, when I was watching uh, RoboCop, they you know they have the the Cobra explosive uh, sniper rifle in that movie, and of course that that is a gun in board in the first Borderlands, and I just realized how much I actually miss Borderlands, um, and how fun that game actually was. Um, another one is Xenosaga. I that game uh I had I had a bad feeling going into that game anyways because it's the pseudo sequel to Xenogears which is one of my one of my favorite games of all time and I knew that it wasn't I knew it wasn't going to be the same game but it was it was not what I wanted at all uh so I never played um episode 2 or 3 of Xenosaga cuz that's just nope not not happening. You had something good and you weren't able to take it because Square. It. Well, what happened was it wasn't really the studio's fault. What happened was is that there was a like a dream team, kind of like the guys that made Chrono Trigger. Um, another dream team got together and they made Xenogears for Squaresoft. And when you beat the game, it says the end, episode five. And you're like, what? What is going on? And because nowhere else in the game do they ever say anything about episodes, like at all. It's just called Xenogears, and you start and you go. And so, you know, you read about, I, I read in, you know, magazines and stuff like that because the internet wasn't really that big of a thing back then. Um, And I, they were talking about how the developer had all these plans to tell this grand story and they were going to do like episode one and all this stuff. And Xenogears came out about that time when Squaresoft finally said, eh, we're not going to do any more games unless they say Final Fantasy in the title. Um, so they weren't able to make a follow-up to Xenogears. So th those guys actually left Square. They left Squaresoft and formed a company called Monolith. Monolith Soft or Software. Um, and... Although Square owned the rights to Xenosaga, which means I think they owned that combat, the combat engine and the characters and all that other stuff that goes along with the game, they were still going to try and make, they were still going to try and follow through with their original plan, but not use the same characters or the same combat engine or anything like that. Um, unfortunately, that's the stuff that I liked about their previous game. So on one hand, I'm kind of like, if you couldn't do it right, why even try it all? And on the other hand, that's also when I started hating Squaresoft again. Um, because that's when they, you know, threw in the towel and they weren't going to make any more Vagrant stories or try to make a sequel to Chrono Trigger that wasn't Chrono Cross. Um, they were just, they, they started slapping Final Fantasy on the front of everything. Like, for example, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. Um, have you ever played that, Danner? 
no. It was the it was like GameCube Final Fantasy. It, it yeah, I know of it, but it should have been Secret of Mana. It should have been a Mana game, and that was the most disappointing thing about playing that because I I actually did I actually um the only way I played that game is I actually got the four Game Boy Advances, um and played it that way, and it was it was a lot of fun. Um, but I was just like, it should have been a mana game, but it wasn't. So, um, after that, I, I ha- honestly have to say, hmm, I think Mario Sunshine killed Mario for me. What? Mm-hmm. I like that game. I didn't, I didn't care for it because it got, for me, the whole water jetpack thing. That just to me that wasn't Mario, um, and I haven't gone back to a Mario game since since that. Like I had, I've played a little bit of Galaxy, didn't really care for it. I played, um, what is it? The new Super Mario Bros. U. I played that. I actually had some fun with that, but it wasn't as charming as I was hoping it would be. Um, but yeah, I like Mario Sunshine kind of threw me out of the mario games especially as a follow-up to mario 64 yeah i just didn't i don't know i really liked it but i also never owned an n64 at that point i mean i'm not saying it's bad i'm just saying it didn't do it wasn't to me it wasn't the mario that i knew because like the mario i knew never had a you know jetpack squirting whatever water so Okay, Shanzi, do you want to try it for another game? Um, I don't know. You probably just yell at me. You probably will, but I was just wondering if you want <laughs> to try and redeem yourself. Screw you. Say Halo. Uh, say say what Halo? No, I'm not gonna say Halo. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think which Spider-Man game it was. Three, maybe. Oh, Ooh, that's the I actually like. No, I liked. No, no, I'm talking about the games. I liked the swing mechanics and stuff. The first and second one, but the third one throw. They third threw one it just. Third one it seems super glitchy. It did. It was like they tried to put too much. Like they tried to have it too many mechanics. As the game it is terrible as the movie was. No, okay. Minus the jazz scene. That's the last. That's the last game in that series. So that couldn't really have turned you. That turned you off to all Spider-Man games since then. Yeah, I'm. Oh, kind okay. of, I have not played a Spider-Man game since then, yeah, with the exception of like going back and playing Ultimate Alliance that has Spider-Man in it. Yeah, but I've not say. played. And I haven't played Shattered Dimensions. I haven't played Web of Shadows. I haven't played any of them. That I, game, I, I loved the first one and the second one. I thought I the, like the old was ones. Cool and... I still like the the ones on PlayStation were my favorites. Oh yeah, those ones Oh my god, awesome. the one where Stan Lee narrates. Yeah. Oh, that's the best one. That one's so good. Good stuff. Uh, those games were used to be really good. Yeah, I haven't even touched. Yeah, Amazing Spider-Man. I have no desire to play Amazing Spider-Man two either. Oh, real quick. I know we didn't talk about it on the last episode because I completely forgot to talk about it, but I thought we could throw this on on the end to go out on. Any thoughts on PlayStation Now? Which, for anyone that doesn't know, is the uh, streaming PlayStation, PlayStation 2, PS3, and eventually PS4 titles to a your tablet, smartphone, Vita, PlayStation 3, uh, PS4, and sony bravia television so eventually you'll be able to buy a television and you won't have to buy a game console to play the games i'm hesitant about it mostly because i'm waiting for 
I'm waiting to hear the words, you've already bought it digitally on the PS3, so you automatically get access to it, is what I'm waiting to hear, instead of having to do the subscription service or buy the games. I wish there was some kind of, I mean, I'm, one, obviously everyone's waiting for a price announcement. Um, Because there's going to be a la carte, which means you can rent the games uh, for an undisclosed amount of time. And then there is a subscription service, which is basically the Netflix model for video games. Um, I'm wondering what I really would like to see happen, which is, you know, pie in the sky. I still have a lot of my PS1 games and PS2 uh, and obviously my PS3 games. It'd be really nice if you could put those in the system and it would check like if like the disc was in your system, it would give you the okay to stream it. That's what I would like to see. So. And Chauncey has nothing to say because he doesn't own a PlayStation anything. He's a wiener. Um, I still have my copy of... Uh, uh, Uncharted 2? No. Of, um... Like how he says, says that with such disgust. No. No. Ugh. I only own good games. Um... Ah, uh, dick. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying it's a mess now. Um, DC ass. Universe Online, because they they had, like, the code where it locked that pretty much once you played the game, the disc could, would only work on your PlayStation. Well, now it's free to play, so it doesn't even matter. You don't need that disc anymore. I know. But the, but I can't do anything with the disc. I don't want to throw it away. Hmm. I don't, but holding onto it does mean nothing. I don't know why I still hold on to it. All right, well, that goes into beta at the end of this month or February. And then it's supposed to go live in North America sometime this summer, which I think is going to be like September. So, um, on that note, uh, if you guys have any opinions or questions for us regarding what we've talked about here today, uh, I'm going to start some shit today. Uh, you can get in touch with us and comment on our parent site at GeekCast. 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 What are you, the new wow. Batman? Holy cow. Geekcastradio.com. Yes, get in the car. Okay, if you want to get in touch with us, you can comment on our parents' site at geekcastradio.com or send emails to us at feedback at geekcast. Oh, I did it again. Yes. <laughs> feedback. Feed, feed, feedback. Oh, dear God. Okay. At feedback, <laughs> feedback at geekcastradio.com. Um, and as a reminder to everybody, we're probably in the next couple episodes we'll be doing our game of the year for 2013 yeah i should um, probably start making my list so you guys oh, can Jesus, uh, seriously you can still January's submit almost those over man what january's almost over and you still haven't made a list yet well I, in my head i haven't written it down yet I he's got a lot of stuff in his head though danner's naked flesh okay anyways you uh, yeah. there's still time to submit your game of the year list the uh, rules are in the episode post on geekcastradio.com Yes, you cannot. Apparently, you're not allowed to uh, say Santa Claus, or or DC, or what is it? Uh, Gods Among Us. Yeah, those are the two that you can't vote Injustice. for. Injustice, Injustice, Gods Among wait, Us. Those why are... can't you wait? Why can't they vote for that? Nope. Anyways, why? Uh, so Tell me why? <laughs> Anyways, uh, you can find. That okay, you can find myself, Michael Powers, on Twitter. And PlayStation Network at Booth Ninja 81. You can also find me streaming sometimes on Friday nights on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Booth Ninja 81. Uh, Danner? 
You can find me at our Danner on Twitter and on PSN at X51 The Machine Man. Shanzi? You can't find me, so give up. Dang. All right, you gotta. Nobody was looking for you, anyways. I was gonna say, I've made no friends. You got a comment no for me? Friends. You got a quote? What? Anyone got a quote? I got one. I swear to God, if it's the same thing as last week. No, I'm, that's, it was going to be the same thing. <coughs> That'll do it for Off the Cuff, episode 43. Until next week, welcome to your doom. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.